taken Alone I try With words unspoken Silent cry A breath is frozen With blinded eyes Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is Chapter 59. Uh, today's episode's gonna be a bit wonky uh, due to some time issues and other plans and other things. I'm trying to squeeze this one in uh, in different segments as I have time to do it. So let's get to it. Um, so before we go anywhere, um, uh, I just want to say that um, the theme of, uh, this podcast, um, well, not so much this podcast, but the theme of the last podcast had to do with WrestleMania weekend. And the one thing I will say, uh, specifically about the WrestleMania weekend is it was very long. Everything involved in it was very long. And, um, so let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's go over some of my predictions I made. See how I did. Uh, first of all, the UFC card got completely messed up and, and turned upside down. Um, as uh, I was doing my last chapter, um, the uh, Conor McGregor thing was happening, and he uh, threw a bunch of stuff at a bus and it injured a bunch of guys who then had to cancel their fights. And his buddy, that you know, the whole thing started because of it was thrown out, and then a bunch of guys didn't make weight the next day, so things all got flipped. Uh, and twisted and whatever it was kind of a mess of a card um in the end uh Khabib ended up winning the light heavyweight title as you know kind of expected anyways he just had to fight a third guy a third different guy that he was scheduled to fight so ultimately he did win it um and uh you know a lot of the other matches ended up not happening there was only a total of nine uh fights that ended up happening um of those i got six right though so that did i did well on the ones that um actually did happen um like i said khabib uh won the won the light heavyweight title or the light lightweight title not let him lightweight title he ended up fighting al quintana or whatever his name is al e al la quinta when al la quinta i think that's how he said anyways that guy he ended up ended up in the in the match because he was like the only light heavyweight that Sorry, keep on saying that. He was the only lightweight that really like made weight besides Khabib, so they threw him in there and and uh, actually he didn't even make weight. Now that now that I say that, uh, and there was something where like if he if he had won, La, La Quinta uh, had won or whatever, um, he wouldn't have been eligible to win the title or something. But Khabib, if he won, would win the title, and he did, and he did, and then Rose, uh, whatever, however you say her last name, won. And kept the uh, women's whatever titles she has. I don't know. I didn't really see any of it. I was at the Bruins game, and there was so much other stuff going on. I never, I never got a chance to check it out. Um, but then uh, also, well, all right. So that was Saturday. Actually, going back, I skipped a step here. Speaking of long, um, was the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, it was long. <laughs> Yeah, uh, especially uh, Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim went on forever talking about whatever. 
Um, his was his speech was really really long. Now the Dudley's boys was fairly long too, but you know it was the Dudley boys and they had props and they did some some goofy stuff and Edge and Christian were involved and stuff. So it it you know it it it, it kind of lended itself to be as long as it was. Um, Kid Rocks was pretty short, but I mean why wouldn't it have been? <laughs> like what else was he supposed to say? Um, the Dana warrior thing was weird because it was like, well, she basically said the same thing she said the year before and the year before that. It was a little different in that they were back in New Orleans where, you know, warrior went in the last time they were there and then, you know, died a couple days later and whatever. So, um, but the kid was at a decent speech. It was, you know, fairly short for what it was. Uh, who else? Mark Henry's was, was good. Was solid. He, you know, hit on all the points that he kind of needed to. Uh, Ivory's was fine. Um, you know, she uh, talked, you know, a bit about glow and stuff. So beyond the WWE stuff. So that was good. Um, and then Goldberg. Yeah, his was, it was fine. You know, and, you know, it's awkward for, for to think, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> He's in the WCW wing, I mean, for, you know, for real sake. I mean, you know, he spent a year in WWE and then, you know, the the thing, he, the run he had last year, which was like four months, five months, whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't really put them in the high echelon of the WWE Hall of Fame, but, in, you know, WWE does home WCW and there's a WCW wing, then, you know, he should definitely go into it. Um uh, as part from, I mean, if there's an ECW uh, wing too, I guess, you know, the Dudley boys would go into that. But, you know, I think they did enough in WWE um, in and of itself. Um, but, um, yeah. Now, um, the uh, next thing that came up was, well, back going back to Saturday doing a little time traveling here we went Friday, Saturday Friday back to Saturday um the Ring of Honor uh Supercard of Honor 12 again long it was really I think it was like four and a half hours um you know it was weird because like it was like it was a pay-per-view but it kind of wasn't a pay-per-view but it was sort of a pay-per-view so it was a little bit awkward in that regard um so let's just run down and see what I did. Well, I I got Kelly Klein right, but I got Tennille Dashwood wrong. Uh, Sumi Sakai won. So then they had their match later. I re-guessed and guessed Kelly Klein, but Sumi Sakai did win the uh, inaugural Women of Honor Championship. Um, next up, uh, I had, uh, let's see, Jonathan Gresham lost to... Uh, um, Chuck Taylor, um, Punishment Martinez beat Ishii, got that one wrong, uh, Kota Bishi did beat Hangman Page, um, the, uh, <laughs> Flip Bucks, I don't think anyone actually called them the Flip Bucks, but, uh, Flip Gordon and the Young Bucks did not beat SoCal Uncensored, um, Briscoes retained their titles against, uh, Tanahashi and Jay Lethal, uh, Silas Young won the last man standing match with Ken King to win back the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Uh, Cody Rhodes 
beat Kenny Omega. No big surprise there. There's definitely there's definitely not done. Um, it was a little bit underwhelming, I think, but I feel like that was because they were setting up the larger feud to continue. Uh, the Young Bucks ended up coming in and accidentally, accidentally or accidentally on purpose, kicking um, Kenny Omega and helping and leading to Ken, uh, Cody winning, which we'll see how that plays out. Um, uh, it was, this, this match was very similar to a match that ended up back, happening on WrestleMania 2, where it's like, should have been really good, but ultimately I feel like they were trying to set up something else. And so you can't really have the blow-off if you're trying to just start the feud. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, next up, um, Dalton Castle retained his title against Marty Skrull. No big surprise there. Um, I didn't really think they were going to put the title on Marty Scroll this quickly. Well, not, it's not so much quickly, but I just don't feel like it fits the storyline with all the Bullet Club stuff going on. Uh, you know, if he then wins the title, then, you know, it's like, well, what are Cody and Kenny fighting about if Marty Scroll's the champion? But whatever, that's not the point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a pretty good show. It wasn't, it wasn't anything... Um, amazing and like i said it was really it was a really long show um four and a half hours you know i mean not to say there weren't longer shows on the weekend but for a card that's not really their like big thing i mean i know they're trying to build it because kenny because cody and uh kenny were fighting but um you know it it's not one of their bigger pay-per-views uh it's just the tag along to the bigger pay-per-view of you know biggest wrestling pay-per-view there is and that's no offense to card. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, they're putting this show on. There's NXT Takeover going on, so it's kind of like, eh, you're kind of dividing an audience, maybe, a bit. Um, and speaking of NXT Takeover, again, it was long. Now, NXT, for long for NXT Takeover, it was I think just a little bit over three hours, which is surprising, given there's only five matches that it would go that long. But I feel like it didn't feel like it was over overly long if that makes any sense like it didn't seem like it wasn't boring by any means uh it was definitely really good so let's recap um the ladder match for the north heavyweight championship um yeah i mean this was a really good match it ended up getting five stars from Meltzer, which whatever say what you want about that but it, it was it was what happened um you know, I picked EC3. I figured they'd bring him in when give him the title. But Adam Cole won. I guess, you know, thinking hindsight, I think that was actually the right call. Um, And yeah, it was a really good match. Ricochet was really good. I mean, everyone involved was really good. But it was nice to see Ricochet, like, win his debut um, in WWE Ring, or NXT, as it were. Kind of do his thing. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Um... All right, next up, uh, Shayna Baszler won the NXT Women's title from Ember Moon. Um, I mean, this kind of was all sort of set up at the last one, where, like, Shayna Baszler almost won, but Ember Moon pulled it out, and then, you know, kind of building up to Shayna Baszler winning, more or less because, you know, it seemed like it was probably time for Ember Moon to um, move up to the main card, which, spoiler alert, she did. Um, but yeah, Shayna Baszler giving her the title makes sense. She's the, you know, hottest women's act on NXT right now. So it made sense where that go from there. I don't know. 
Uh, I guess we'll find out in the weeks to come. Uh, then next up, it was the tag, the triple threat tag match. Uh, you had uh, the Authors of Pain, um, the Undisputed Era, and then Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Now, Adam Cole was uh, pulling double duty. I kind of said maybe, you know, um, my prediction, and I predicted Undisputed Era, and they did win, so got that one right. But my prediction was kind of like, well, what if, you know, Adam Cole doesn't actually fight here because they say Undisputed Era. Maybe there's a new member of Undisputed Era that takes his place. Yes and no. There was a new member of Undisputed Era, and he was in the match, but he didn't take Adam Cole's place. He just cost Pete Dunne, and that was Roger Strong. He joined Undisputed Era and cost Pete Dunne the match. Undisputed Era wins, and now there's a new member of Undisputed Era. Um... Next up was the uh, NXT Championship match between Andrade Cien Almos and Aleister Black. Uh, Aleister Black ended up winning, uh, which, again, similar to the Ember Moon thing, they, you know, kind of set this one. They'd been setting this one up for a bit, and, um, you know, it seemed kind of as if it was time for Cien Almos to move up to the main card, and spoiler alert, he did. So, um, yeah. Uh, Alistair Black won the title, and he's now the NXT champion. And finally, in the main event of the evening, uh, it was Johnny Gargano taking on Chamasa Ciampa in a grudge match, unsanctioned match, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was a really good match. Um, again, uh, you know, it, it was similar. It was similar to their match, I guess, in the cruiserweight challenge. Our cruiserweight classic, but like on a different level because there was actually you know animosity between each other as opposed to the first time where it's like oh they're tag partners and they happen to end up facing each other in this tournament let's see what happens and that was a really good match and this one was on par with that uh, maybe even better it did get five stars by Meltzer <sighs> well for whatever that means um, but yeah Johnny Gagano ended up winning he gets his job back no big surprise there uh, but yeah I mean. I don't, I mean, it was definitely, like I said, it was very similar um, to their match that they had in Cruiserweight Classic, but it just had that extra element to it, which put it up a little bit better. Um, Yeah, so there we go. That was NXT TakeOver, and then, of course, that led to Sunday with WrestleMania. Um, And, yeah, it was a long show. (laughs) I mean, you had the pre-show, which was two hours, and the main card was scheduled for five hours. It went a little bit longer than that, if I remember correctly. Um, so, how'd I do? Well, the um, Under the Giant Battle Royal, Memorial Battle Royal, I guess Matt Hardy, um, I figured Bray Wyatt would get involved. Bray Wyatt did get involved, and he helped Matt Hardy win the Under the Giant Battle Royal, Memorial Battle Royal thing. I mean... There weren't really any surprises in this, um, you know, given that it's the first match, you know, if you throw it up too many surprises to begin with, it can delude the show maybe a little bit, I don't know. But regardless, Matt Hardy was a pretty good, uh, pretty good pick, um, on my hat, you know, there's a lot of guys to choose from and I chose right, so that was pretty good. Uh, next up, I'd Cedric. Cedric Alexander won the cruiserweight title. Uh, no real big surprise there. They'd been building that up for quite a while. And, you know, Mustafa Ali, for whatever um, that's worth, was, you know, good matchup. And they had a 
they went on they put on a good uh, match. I mean, relegated to the pre-show once again, but I mean, I guess that's just kind of what they do with the cruiserweights. I mean, that's no real knock on the cruiserweights or whatever, but it's just not quite. It's kind of it's like in between NXT and and the main card. It's like stuck in that weird in between. So it's like I don't know, but fine match. Um, the uh, Fabulous Moolah. Not don't call it the Fabulous Mula Women's Battle Royal or whatever, the WrestleMania bat, Women's WrestleMania Battle Royal, whatever they called it. Um, yeah, I had I picked Becky Lynch. Um, I didn't know it could have been a bunch of different people. I mean, my thought process was Becky, um, would kind of sneak in and steal it, whereas the main kind of story was Bailey and Sasha. But I figured they would kind of eliminate each other. Sort of what happened. Um. Bailey did eliminate uh, Sasha. She thought she won, but it turned out Naomi wasn't actually eliminated yet. She came and eliminated Bailey and and won. I mean, you know, it could have been Becky, Naomi, whatever. I mean, it was fill in the blank person from SmackDown, kind of. It seemed like, but uh, <laughs> ultimately, that yeah, Naomi won. So there you go. Um, then moving on to the main card, we had start up the triple threat. Um, Intercontinental title match with The Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. This was a really good match to start the card, I felt like. You know, you get the, all, a lot of energy in the building um, with this. You know, it was a really good match, too. And um, ultimately, Seth Rollins came out the victor and won the Intercontinental title for the first time in his career, I believe. So now he's a Grand Slam champion for whatever that's worth anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good match. I mean, I had Finn Balor, but I, I don't go against um I can't say giving it to Seth Rollins is the wrong way to go I mean honestly I I think any of those three guys could have came out with the title but I feel like they were going in a certain direction with the Miz uh, you know eventually which we'll talk about in a bit uh and it kind of wouldn't have made sense for him to still have the title so all right fine give it to Finn and then Finn and Seth can probably trade it back and forth for the summer in my mind, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, alright, next up was the, uh, kind of the shocker of the night, I guess. Well, the first shocker of the night, let's say. There was probably at least two, um, shockers. Okay, I would guess. I would guess to say. That's what I'm trying to say. But not saying it well. Um, so, uh, yeah. Asuka challenged Charlotte Flair for the women's, SmackDown Women's Championship. And Charlotte beat Asuka, ended the streak. Um, you know, I don't know necessarily if this was the right call or not. Um, I mean, you know, you hearken back to Bill Goldberg and his streak. And, I mean, ultimately, this streak, you know, it, it started in NXT. And she did win the NXT title, but ultimately Goldberg did win the title before he ended up losing. And I feel like that should have been the case here. She should have at least won the title before losing. I don't know. I just feel like it kind of um, it um, downgraded the streak a little bit. You know, it's like okay, you won a bunch of matches, but who'd you beat? You never, you never won a championship. So you know, and I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess if she's gonna lose, it would make sense to lose to Charlotte. 
and losing at WrestleMania, it's a big the big match of the year or whatever. But for her not to have won the title in the streak seems a bit odd. But it is what it is. And given what they then did with the title, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, it sort of makes more sense in that regard. Uh, to, you know, but yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh the triple, no, fatal four-way for the uh, U.S. title, Jinder, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Rusev uh, took place. Um, I had a Rusev winning because I thought it was, you know, it was a Rusev day, so I figured he would win. But no, ultimately, it went to Jinder Mahal, which at the time I was like, okay, give it to the heel. You know, you need to have a heel win a match, and he's really the only heel in that match, you know, you, you know. Can't have all faces winning everything. And, um, yeah, alright, fine. Uh, based off of what they then did, which we'll get to, it seems kind of odd and weird that they would even have gone in this direction, but they did it, and it happened, and that's fine. Uh, Jinder Mahal, fine. You know, give him another win, big win. I don't get it, but sure. Uh, alright, next up we had the, uh, a mixed tag match between Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey taking on Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey won. I mean, there's no real big surprise there. I mean, you're not going to have Ronda Rousey lose her first match in WWE. Um, and it was a really good match. You know, there was, you know, a lot of fun storyline stuff that they did. And it was very entertaining. Ronda definitely, you know, knows her way around a ring enough to certainly among these people... Um, you know, Kurt and Triple H, uh, you know, and Stephanie, not exactly a ring veteran, but she's been around the ring and wrestling long enough to know how to tell a story and stuff, so it was a really fun match, it was probably the match of the night, to be quite honest, if you want to, you don't want to get real, but, uh, you know, definitely fun match, and Ronda seems like she's, she's gonna be good, I think, I think so, um, all right, next up we had the uh, triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Titles, the Bludgeon Brothers, the Usos, and uh, the New Day. And I guess the Bludgeon Brothers and the Bludgeon Brothers won pretty easily. They pretty much bludgeoned everyone and, and got the pinfall. I feel like this one uh, wasn't given enough time to really tell more of a story than that. It's like, all right, here's the Bludgeon Brothers. They've been bludgeoning people, and they're going to bludgeon them, and they won. <laughs> So now they're the tag champions, and I have no problem with that. Um, so next up, and I have to kind of rewind a little bit to tell the story of this next match, because John Cena, who said if he wasn't fighting The Undertaker, he'd be a fan, and The Undertaker never said anything, and there was no match. So he was a fan, he was just sitting out there, you know, hanging out in the fans, and then after the Oscar-Charlotte match... A uh, referee came and told him something, and he ran to the back. So then he comes out, all ready to challenge the Undertaker, and out comes Elias. And Elias says a bunch of stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Walk with Elias, blah, blah, blah. And ultimately, John Cena beats him up, sends him packing. And then he starts to walk out, and the Undertaker. Gong hits, music hits, he comes out, beats him in like two and a half minutes, and that was it. <laughs> It was kind of awkward and weird that they would, you know, go through this whole thing, you know, not promote the match, advertise it really, then have it, and then have it two and a half minutes. 
seems odd. Um, don't know quite if that was always the plan, but it, that's what happened. And, you know, and it kind of brought The Undertaker out of retirement, quote-unquote, which he never technically retired. And he's not retired now. He's not... You know, you never know. I mean, this could have been his last match too, but it's not. It's not going to be, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, next up was the tag match between Daniel Bryan making his triumphant return to the ring, and Shane McMahon taking on uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won, they get their jobs back on SmackDown. So, I mean, it was definitely a good match. They kind of eased Daniel Bryan into it. Which I guess makes sense, but you know he seemed fine and, and as as much as he could be, given that he hasn't wrestled in you know a couple of years or whatever it's been. Um, but yeah, I mean he you know he was back in there. It was, it was a solid match. Uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan won again. How, how can you have Daniel Bryan lose his first match back? I mean the whole Sami Zayn Kevin Owens thing ended up coming a moot point. Um, I guess if you want to call it that. Um, We'll talk about that in a little bit, as it would be. I mean, they're not really fired. Come on, come on, people. Um, they're just not going to be in SmackDown anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was yeah, it was a decent uh, match. Uh, and uh, welcome back, Daniel Bryan. All right, next up, uh, Alexa Bliss took Defender Women's Title against Nia Jax. Uh, thought they were gonna keep it on Bliss, but nope. Uh, they kept it on Charlotte, the SmackDown Women's Title. So I guess they felt like, oh well, we have to have one Women's Title change hand. And yep, Nia Jax beat Alexa Bliss. Um, and it wasn't a it wasn't a squash or anything. A lot of people were speculating it could be a squash match. Oh yeah, I forgot to pause you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was a decent match. It was fine, but you know, ultimately Nia Jax did win. And uh, there you go. New women's Raw champion, Raw women's champion. All right, next up was the the WWE Championship match between AJ Styles and Nakamura. Uh, AJ Styles ended up winning, as I predicted. Um, it wasn't it wasn't quite the match everyone had hoped it would be. It didn't quite live up to the hype, um, given what they did uh, a few years ago at Wrestle Kingdom. It was still a good match. It wasn't a bad match by any means, but you know, it was kind of like, mm, I think they're holding back a bit. It didn't. It wasn't like super long. Um, I think it went twenty minutes, but they easily could go longer. Uh, but then the thing that happened at the end of the match basically kind of like, oh, okay, maybe this this is gonna make sense down the road. So after they won, they kind of like hugged and whatever, like handshake or whatever, and then. Nakamura turned on AJ, gave him a low blow. So yeah, he's Nakamura's a bad guy now, and now he doesn't speak English. <laughs> uh, but this is ultimately going to lead to something bigger down the road. I mean, more so than what's going to happen this Friday, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, as I said. Um, but yeah, so that's that. That I mean, that you know, it was a good match, but it wasn't great. Um, but I feel like they're just they were just trying to set up you know the feud and and obviously down the road they're gonna fight probably plenty more times and then we'll get sick of it (laughs) but i think ultimately they're gonna have that crazy five-star match that everyone hopes for and expects uh it just wasn't here i think they were in time constrictions a bit and 
if there was a definitive winner, it would have kind of, you know, not that AJ, you know, cheated to win or anything like that, but if there wasn't anything to- more towards it, you know, why else, why would they fight again? Um, all right, next up was kind of the dumb thing of the night was uh, Braun Strowman and his tag partner taking on the bar for the Raw, uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. And Braun Strowman's partner was a little kid that he found in the audience. Uh, I mean, it wasn't random. It was one of the referee's kids, apparently. But it was just some random kid, you know, storyline-wise, that he found in the audience. And ultimately, more or less beat the bar by himself and uh, won the won the tag championships. Kind of dumb, but it is what it is. And finally, in the main event of the evening, Roman Reigns took on... Um, Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship and you know the underlying thing here was Brock's gone Brock's leaving he's out of here he's uh, going to UFC back to UFC it's you know done deal well it wasn't such a done deal I mean even though Dana White was in the house to watch uh, Ronda Rousey wasn't a done deal as Brock Lesnar beat um, Roman Reigns pretty handily I mean Gave him like six F5s and a bunch of suplexes and threw him, put him through the table and, you know, bludgeoned him with his elbows to the head, busted him wide open. He was bleeding like a stuck pig, all those old sayings they used to use when people bleed, used to bleed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's still the champion. Um, and then it came out that he signed a new deal. No one seems to know what that deal is, what it means, what the terms are. A lot of people are speculating it's just a short-term thing for to get him to this Friday, and then he's gonna lose it. I will talk about that in a little bit. Some people are saying it's gonna be it goes through SummerSlam. Some people are saying it's a kind of just like sort of a, um indefinite contract where it's per appearance, so like he can come back pretty much whenever he wants. Uh, kind of Undertaker esque. Um, but a lot of people are still speculating he's still going to go up to UFC and fight there. So no one seems to quite know what's going on. Uh, we'll probably find out more in the weeks to come, uh, depending on what happens. Uh, but there, yeah, that's WrestleMania. It was what it was. Um, and I guess the logic behind that, and I guess they changed it last minute once Brock actually did sign whatever deal he signed. Um, I mean, I guess the logic to that was, you know, because it kind of seemed leading up to it that, like, okay, Roman Reigns is going to, overcome all the beatings that Brock Lesnar is giving him and eventually he's going to end up winning and, and, you know, overcome the adversity. And that seemed to be the way they were going after like maybe the third or fourth F5. But once he got to like the six, it's like, well now like you, he can't win after that just doesn't make any sense. And ultimately, yeah, Lesnar won. And then I guess the thought process was, okay, people are going to now have sympathy for, for him because he won or because he lost, but he, you know, battled through the whole thing. And I don't know that that's really what happened, but it is what it is. Um, So, yeah, that was WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania weekend. It was all good and fun and, you know, a lot of wrestling and very long, like I said. Um, uh, Yeah, yeah. so uh, my predictions were pretty good. Ended up going 24 and 15 for the weekend. So, uh, nine games over 500, I guess, uh, <laughs> as it were. Um, all right, so now is the part of the show where I'm going to drift into different segments of pop culture. Um, 
So, first of all, I just kind of want to go over a few things that are happening on the television, the tube, the old boob tube, as they call it. Um, Walking Dead uh, had its season finale. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The show isn't what it used to be. You know, it was kind of must-see. Everyone was watching it, and it's kind of dropped in, in ratings, and people aren't as up on it as they used to be um it you know i think the ratings um have tumbled quite a bit show's just not as good um the whole negan thing's getting drawn out i don't want to spoil it for you but you know something happens and something happens and then there's a fight and then ultimately um you know rick wins but not the way you might think and they're dragging out the story story even longer. Um, nothing really to note other than um, uh, I mean the biggest thing I guess to say uh, was that um, um, Eugene uh, turned uh, turned turned back turned back around again. Um, yeah, he you know it pretty much seemed like he was with. Um, um, he, it seems like he pretty much was with, um, um, you know, Negan and the, and the, um, that his group and whatever, and, um, he had turned his back on Rick and everyone and, and whatever, but ultimately he, you know, turned back around again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that was the biggest thing that happened at the end there. Um, and he helped the, uh, I don't know, what are they called? the whole group of people together beat the saviors uh, <laughs> i mean i don't know it's the kingdom and the hilltop and the trash people and whoever else <laughs> but yeah so that was that uh what else i got here um so coming up this this sunday uh interesting to note the simpsons um are going to surpass gunsmoke for the most episodes for a weekly episodic scripted television show or something along those lines. I mean, you know that Monday Night Raw always, you know, says that they're the longest running weekly episodic, whatever. But this one, I don't know. I don't know how it's different, but it is different. They're going to beat Gunsmoke. Um, that's 636, I believe, is the number. Um, of course they made a joke about it this week because they tied them this week and they made a lot of references to it, but they're like, well, what about the, what about the radio shows that Gunsmoke used to have? And they're like, well, whatever, we're probably never going to beat that. But, um, yeah, so the Simpsons, uh, is, uh, making more records. I mean, this is the 29th season and they're going to have 30 next year. It's already signed, sealed and delivered. So whether they stop after that, I don't know, but, um, Yeah. Also coming up this uh, Sunday, and unfortunately I just found about this 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 past Sunday, Ash vs. the Evil Dead will end its series. Uh, it got canceled uh, after the third season, unfortunately, uh, which kind of stinks. It was a good show. I liked it. Um, uh, why they're canceling? I don't. I don't know. I guess people aren't watching it or whatever. But um, yeah, it's 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 still a good show. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why people aren't watching it. You should check it out. Um, if you like evil, evil Dead and stuff, but, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Homeland, still Homelanding. I actually haven't watched this episode, this uh, past week's episode, although they announced that next season will be the last season. So, got this season, and then one more season, and then it's done. Uh, Westworld came back last, uh, this past Sunday. Uh, not too much to say about that. Um, it was an interesting episode. Uh, you know, given that the timelines are kind of, you know all about those now. They're still trying, they're still kind of doing it, but it's it's a lot easier to kind of follow along now. Because, well, a lot of people are dead, so if they're in it, you know... (laughs) I mean, a lot of people are dead. I don't. They don't. They weren't doing that as much in this episode as they had been in the past. I think because the reveal happened, so it's kind of, it's kind of a, you know, it's not really a surprise anymore. Um, it, you know, this first episode was just kind of setting up a bunch of stuff for the season, so it's kind of there's not really much to say because the end of last season really ended. You know, a lot of the questions I answered a lot of your questions, so there weren't like a lot of hanging questions. It was like. Just more or less, well, what's going to happen now? As opposed to, what does that mean? Um, so we'll see. I mean, it could it could be good. Um, all right. And Atlanta is uh, Atlantaing. Uh, I keep on using that phrase. Uh, yeah, they've had some really interesting episodes over the last few weeks. I don't even think Donald... I think Donald Glover's barely been on the show, which is odd. Uh, although I think some of that has to do with because he was spending a lot of time filming Solo which comes out next month. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if that was because of that. They was just wasn't available to film episodes, so he really isn't in a bunch of them. But it's kind of weird. It's weird that, you know, we have these whole bunch of episodes that he's in for like half a second here or there, and that's it. Um, all right, moving on to movies. I went and saw a couple movies over the last couple weeks. Uh, I finally got around to seeing Ready Player One. Um, it, it was good. It wasn't great. Um, I mean, I had some issues with some of it. But, uh, you know, it was a lot of member berries. Um, you know, and I and, and, and you can't go... It's not like, oh, they just put all member berries in it like other movies have for the sake of that that's the movie ready player one is based off the book and the book is based off of that kind of thing people go into this oasis to kind of you know relive the things that they know and love um so that makes sense in in, in a certain sense um so that i mean that is the movie so i can't, you can't knock it for that um but you know overall as a movie as a spielberg movie didn't quite you know, it was good, but it wasn't great. I mean, I guess that's the ultimately the uh, bottom line on that. And speaking of good and not great, and I would say pretty good, not even straight up good, but uh, Super Troopers 2 I saw this past weekend. Um, you know, I saw the original Super Troopers when it first came out. I know a lot of people probably saw it later on. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but it became one of those kind of movies that you watch over and over again. It gets funnier and funnier uh, to the point where you don't even have to watch it anymore. You can just recite it. And I watched it a lot in college and, you know, since then, too. And um, so, yeah, Super Troopers 2, it's kind of along, you know, kind of one of those things where similar to like Zoolander, Dumb and Dumber, you know, if you spent you take uh, a long time to put out the sequel, 
it gets tougher and tougher to do um but ultimately i think they did a decent job with it um you know it's not great by any means there's definitely some member berries in there uh, but it's not it's not over the top with it um you know didn't just rehash the first movie or anything like that uh they you know try to do something different um but you know it definitely rehashes stuff <laughs> i mean it goes without saying that's obviously going to happen but um yeah it's good to have the super troopers back at least you know they gave it another shot and it did fairly well box office numbers wise uh you know i don't necessarily think well, there'll be a super troopers 3 but you never know um but yeah, I mean, I would recommend it if you're a fan of Super Troopers. Uh, I don't know if you need to go run out and see it in theaters necessarily, but uh, eventually when it's on HBO constantly or whatever, check it out or Netflix or whatever, whatever it ends up being on. Um, yeah, so there you go. All right, I got to get ready and go to my next thing. Um, I'm going to try to do something crazy and weird with this, so hopefully this transitions well. I'm not sure if it will or not, um, but hopefully you'll be hearing me again momentarily. Well, you'll definitely be hearing me again momentarily, but hopefully it'll be how I'm envisioning it. And if not, that will be something else. But all right, for now, I'll talk to you and hopefully this transitions smoothly, smoothly. So, Greg, take it away. All right, folks. Thanks, Greg. Uh, this is Greg <laughs> again. Um, hopefully this is going to sound good. I have no idea. I am currently driving, um, to go to the Celtics game, which is the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about, go over the NBA playoffs and whatever. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully this sounds good. I don't know. Um, it could sound terrible. Uh, my air conditioner is probably blowing right into the, into the microphone, so it's, you're just hearing... Um, that probably, um, but yeah, so the Celtics game, game five tonight, um, they're playing the, what is happening here, there's cops all over the place, I don't know what's going on, there's wires down, uh, all sorts of craziness going on in my town right now, people are getting excited for the Celtics game five tonight against the Bucks, um, so yeah, it's been a weird series so far, it's been basically, um, Similar games, um, both home and away, if that makes sense. So the Celtics kind of came out strong for game one. Ultimately, um, Milwaukee climbed back in. They made it a close game, went to overtime, but the Celtics prevailed. Uh, and then the second game, Celtics just blew them out. Kind of the reverse of that with the Bucks um, in Milwaukee. Uh, they uh, started off, they destroyed the Celtics game three. Um, and then we're destroying the Celtics in game four, but then the Celtics made, um, quite the comeback, uh, were able to tie it up and it came down to the last shot. Unfortunately for the Celtics, they couldn't get the last shot and the Bucks end up winning. So it's tied 2-2. We're going to game five tonight. Um, should be good. Uh, game fives are interesting. I don't know what the stat is, but I know like the team that, when the series is tied 2-2, the team that wins game five always wins X amount of times or whatever i'm sure it's pretty high um so yeah hopefully i can get the win tonight go back to milwaukee maybe finish it off don't no need for game seven get some rest um it will be uh you know it'll be interesting to see though because they've been 
talking about uh, Marcus Smart coming back. Um, he's been out for a month or so. I don't even know at this point. Maybe, maybe it's been closer to two months, maybe? I, I forget when he actually got injured. Um, tore a ligament in his thumb, needed surgery. Uh, got the surgery. They weren't quite sure when he'd be back. They were hoping sometime in the playoffs. And there was some rumors he might get into this round. And then the rumors started getting he'll definitely get into this round. And then it was hopefully game seven. Now it's been game six. Now there's talk of him playing tonight for game five. I don't actually know for sure. Um, but it would be interesting to see. And hopefully if they get him back, you know, that will definitely help boost the Celtics, who obviously are playing with a lot of injuries. Um you know, throughout this season. I mean, we lost Gordon Hayward first game of the season, and obviously Kyrie Irving going out with a knee injury for the rest of the year uh, a couple weeks back is not helpful. Uh, you know, Daniel Theis out for the year. I mean, he's just another body, you know, uh, that you know, you're missing. Uh, you know, you know, a decent year. You know, he's not, you know, he's not your, not an all-star or nothing, but like, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a, uh, he had, a, he had a decent year. I don't know, up until he got hurt. But, you know, he got Greg Monroe kind of fill that void. Uh, he's been fine. I mean, he's nothing. He's not the Greg Monroe of years past uh, with Milwaukee or um, Detroit before that. Uh, but, um, you know, obviously Horford's the big, the big, uh, the you know, the, the big players still around. I mean, you know, Tatum and... Jalen Brown too, but you know they're obviously young guys. This is the first time, obviously Jalen, our first Tatum has been in the playoffs. Jalen got in a couple games last year, and he played decently, I guess, in the playoffs last year. But you know, as a rookie, he didn't really get it. You know, the, the, it wasn't relying on him last year. I guess is my point. Whereas this year kind of is. And then Terry Rozier, scary Terry. Um, you know, he's doing the best he can with what he has in terms of like, <laughs> you know, in terms of backup point guards, Shane Larkin isn't exactly, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of doing, he's, you know, I mean, Shane Larkin just does what he can, uh, you know, but he's been injured too, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that he's 100%, and uh, so, you know, it's been, been a tough go, you know, ultimately they finished with the two seed, and they were kind of locked in the two seed for quite a bit, so there weren't a lot of games down the stretch that really mattered, um, and now here we are in the playoffs. You got the Milwaukee team that obviously is Giannis, um, and a bunch of other like kind of role players, <laughs> you know, and Chris Milton too. I guess you know I don't want to take anything about Chris Milton. I mean Bledsoe, they got Bledsoe, but like I don't know how good you know he's he's been he can be good, but he's you know his his stock kind of plummeted in uh, when he was in Phoenix and, and whatever. But um, you know you know he's capable, obviously. And um, they got Tyler Zeller because yay, Tyler Zeller. Thon Maker has turned it on in the last couple games. Uh, his defense has been kind of a difference. Um, and certain, uh, you know, they've had a lot of blocked shots when he's been the kind of the uh, antithesis of that. Although I will say the Celtics have been really good on the offensive boards, which is not something you normally think of when you think the Celtics, but. Um, Hopefully, I can keep that up. Um, and having a, they had a lot of trouble in Milwaukee's finishing baskets. They were getting a lot of shots, but they were just kept missing. They'd get the rebounds, and then they'd miss again, you know. And it wasn't like they were bad shots necessarily. 
uh, they were just missing. And you know, then then you, you know, then you're questioning yourself and you know, you're shooting up bad shots just to try to get something to go in and and whatever. But um, yeah, I mean. I feel like they have to win tonight because if they don't win tonight, I, I can't see them then going to Milwaukee and winning down 3-2. be real tough. I mean, if they do somehow and come back to Boston for a game seven, then all right, then we're talking a different story. But, um, you know, tonight's obviously a big test, and uh, they really need to get it done tonight. And um, hopefully they can. Elsewhere in the... Uh, NBA playoffs, uh, the Pelicans swept the Trailblazers, which was a bit of a surprise given, you know, their seeding. Um, uh, Trailblazers were the higher seed, uh, but yet, uh, I mean, Anthony Davis, you know, best player in that series, so, I mean, you know, and Drew Holiday has come on, but, you know, I mean, you know, it'd be one, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what that team actually would be if, if, uh, Cousins didn't get hurt, um, but yeah, I mean, so they'll go on to f- probably play the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are up three to one in the Spurs right now. Um, they the Spurs stole one the other night uh, to force a game five. I mean, Steph Curry's still not playing, so <laughs> it's like whatever. Uh, but uh, that could be an interesting series. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Steph comes back um, when or when Steph comes back. I guess because uh, you know, if once he comes back, it may not really matter. Um. Oh, come on, go! People are driving like idiots. Um, as always, I don't know what the hell this van is doing. Sorry, I'm trying to drive, but uh, they're idiots. They're being idiots. Ah, there's this truck that's just in the way of everyone. Sorry, anyways, what was I saying? Yeah, so, um, that's, that's happening. Um, Utah and, Utah and, uh, Oklahoma City are in quite, in quite a battle. Uh, Ricky Rubio and, um, has given up, uh, quite a fight with Russell Westbrook. Um, what's the other series that I'm missing? Uh, <laughs> oh, the Rockets, the Rockets are... Yeah, they're going to pretty... I don't... Minnesota stole a game, I believe, if I remember correctly, but um, ultimately I think the Rockets will prevail in that series without any problems. Um, the Heat and 76ers were battling out, but the Heat, the 76ers are up 3-1 to one now, so I feel like they're going to win that. Um, Washington is trying to give Toronto a battle. They stole a game, but ultimately I think Toronto will... They'll come out of that one, and Cleveland and uh, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana are battling out. They're two-two right now, so that could be interesting. Um, uh, Lance Stevenson has given uh, LeBron troubles as he has in the past, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in uh, that matchup um, ultimately. But I, I feel like Cleveland will figure it out and end up winning. But um, could be could be could be a seven game series we'll see um yeah hopefully the Celtics can uh, prevail tonight go up three to two and like I said hopefully they can close it out on Thursday in Milwaukee um as you're listening to this you'll probably you already have known what happens 
certainly in the in tonight's game, but um, depending on when you listen to this, it might you know Thursday's game might be over too. Uh, I do plan on posting this before that, but um, you never know. I don't know when you people listen to this. I don't know when. Half the time, I don't know when I'm recording it. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I guess that's gonna do it for now. I'll be back in just one second. It'll probably be seamless for you to talk about um, the results of the game, uh, post-game show, as it were. So. Thanks for listening. I'll be right back. Greg, back to you. Thanks, Greg. I am back. Um, Celtics game is over. Um, day one, game five. They're up three to two. Uh, big win, big win. Marcus Smart was back. He played He played well. Um, he played a little more than I thought he was going to play, I guess. But, you know, it was a close game. And, I mean, how much can you rely on Shane Larkin? I guess, uh, is the answer to that question. Uh, Al Horford had a big night, as he should have. Um, you know, Giannis traveled a million times, uh, and followed a bunch of people, none of which got called. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Eric Bledsoe ran into the ref, and nothing got called with that. Not sure. He got a flagrant foul for, like, running into Terry Rozier. Somehow Terry Rozier got a technical out of that whole thing. But yet he then ran into the referee... And the referee was like, ah, no, it's cool. Like, I don't care. Uh, no, pretty sure, like, if you run into the referee, that's uh, a technical foul, if anything. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Um, yeah, Celtics win. They ended up winning, I think, I think the final score. Uh, I think they won by nine. Nah, maybe, maybe eight, seven, six, I don't know. Milwaukee started fouling at the end, but hit a bunch of, like, random threes. That, they, the game was over with, like, a minute and a half left, but, you know. That played out, so there was fouls, foul shots were hit, missed. They had a three kind of at the end. I, maybe they won by six uh, or five. I don't, I don't know what the final score actually uh, was. But regardless of that, they did win. They're up three to two. Um, it's all good. Um, now we move on to Thursday night, game six in Milwaukee. Uh, hopefully they can finish it off in Milwaukee. Marcus Smart back, I feel a little bit better. Although, given what, given the uh, egregious calls by the officials tonight for Giannis uh, going back to Milwaukee in the game six, um, I don't. Lo- I'm not loving that. I'm not loving that at all. Uh, but hopefully, it doesn't come down to that. Hopefully, the f- the referees aren't a uh, aren't involved at all. They're not a factor, as it was, as it were. Um, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, good game. I honestly don't know what happened in the other games. I know the Red Sox lost in the tenth inning, and that's three losses in a row, including a no hitter, <laughs> including getting no hit on Saturday. Um, after a great start, they're uh, falling apart. Um, but hey, whatever. Long season, it's fine. They'll be fine. Um, as long as they beat the Yankees, it's, it's all good. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't really know what else I have to say about this. You know, it's, you know, game fives are weird when it's 2-2 because, you know, it's cool to go up 3-2. And like I said, there's probably some random stat that says the game, the team that wins game, um, game five, um, wins X amount of, X amount of the series. But I feel like it, it's it, it's more of a factor if you win Game 5 on the road. 
which Milwaukee fortunately did not do tonight uh, as the Celtics were victorious at home. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, they got to win on the road, and they haven't done that yet, and I don't know who said it. I think it was Ray Allen or LeBron James or whoever said it back in the day. Uh, series doesn't start till someone wins a road game, and we've seen many, 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 many times where that actually never happens, and it was still a good series, so I think that uh, you can throw that theory out the window, and um, I... I don't know, whatever, whoever said it is an idiot, um, if it was LeBron James, yep, total idiot, if it was Ray Allen, yeah, still kind of an idiot, but, um, regardless of that, uh, speaking of games, games on, win on the road, um, hopefully the Celtics can win the game on, uh, on the road on game six on Thursday, and can finish off the series, that's really all I gotta say about that, um, yeah, uh, it was a fun game. Uh, more competitive than game two. I didn't go to game one. Uh, I was at the Red Sox game uh, on game one. Uh, stars the end, uh, sort of, um, at the Red Sox game. It was a bit awkward, but... Um, but, yeah, I went to game two. That was a blow-up by the Celtics. It was... Uh, Should have been a Geno night. I mean, technically, they did play Geno at the end, but you, you got to win. You got to be up by 20, man. At one point they were, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a during a timeout, so it didn't count. So tonight they weren't even close to that. Uh, I think they were up by 15 at one point, uh, maybe during the second uh, quarter, I want to say. Maybe the third quarter also. I know at one point they were up by 15, uh, but they won. Um, Milwaukee never took the lead. Um, after, like, really early, like, I think they were up, like, 12 to 13, or 13 to 12, or something like that, and I think the Celtics took the lead after that, or maybe not even, may, might not, might have been earlier than that, it might have been, like, 11 to 9, or something like that, it was super early when the Celtics took the lead, and, uh, yeah, never looked back, uh, you know, got close, got close a couple times, I think the Milwaukee had down to four, on a couple of different occasions, but uh, I never got to one possession, I don't think. Uh, so that, that's good. Um, good defense, too. It was a low-scoring game for the most part. Um, I mean, neither team really shot very well. I mean, whether that's defense or just poor shooting, I don't I don't know. Uh, I mean, there was some good defense, but uh, there was also some poor shooting. So it's kind of a combination of both, I guess. Um well, yeah, so um, I'm going to keep talking because I'm driving right now, driving home from the game, and um, I can't push stop if I'm still driving, so unless I get a red light where I can stop, I will keep driving. And I will note this, uh, This uh, hopefully this works out because I don't know, I haven't listened. I literally recorded on the way to the game. Stopped the car, got out, got out of the car, uh, took the took the T, the green line in, um, yeah, Boston, uh, green line into uh, the game, and then um, you know green line back, got back in the car. So obviously I haven't listened back to what I recorded earlier. So hopefully this sounds good. I don't know. 
Uh, I, I mean, it's a little bit later now, so my AC isn't uh, blasting like it was before because um, it was actually for once warm out, but um, uh, it might still sound like crap. I have no idea. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully it sounds good. I'm going to use it regardless, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, there's no crappy drivers out. It's late. It's late. It's almost... 10 minutes 11 right now uh, so there's no crappy drivers uh, getting in my way of driving home uh, which is a good thing uh, um, and we'll do honestly we'll do this all tomorrow because I'm going to game 7 for the Bruins and I will talk all about the Bruins tomorrow uh, tonight's about the Celtics uh, luckily um, they pulled it off in game 5 um, you know game 7 will be Saturday um if they lose on Thursday, which they won't, I'm confident, um, but game one could easily be on Saturday as well, so I gotta figure that out because I don't know if I can go on Saturday, trying to go see, uh, Avengers, uh, Infinity War, uh, my plan was to go Saturday, but we'll see what happens, um, also, my buddy that has the tickets with me can't go on Saturday, so we'll see what happens. Although, my buddy that has the tickets with the Bruins can't go tomorrow, and someone lucked out. Matt L. Matt L., you lucked out, buddy. Uh, he's been on the show before. You may remember him from such episodes as maybe like a year ago? I think? I don't know. Something like that. Um, we were on location in Maine, uh, so that was fun. Don't know if I'll do any on-location in Maine episodes this year. Uh, possibly. Well, actually, I might have to. Uh, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. My, my schedule is off. It's kind of up in the air. None of this really matters right now because the Celtics won Game Five against the Milwaukee Bucks in uh, the TD Garden. Uh, Eighteen thousand, whatever the hell the shirt says. Terrible shirts they gave out. They are terrible. Uh, it says like 18,000 something something something. I don't even know. I didn't read it. It's a bad t-shirt. They gave the same one out from game two. I, I'm assuming they gave the same ones out in game one. I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, but I would assume. Uh, hopefully as they move on uh, to round two, they don't give out the same shirts. So maybe they'll switch them up. Uh, I can't make any promises. Uh saying a lot, I don't know, that's all I know, um, and there I did it again, driving past my high school right now, they should have taught me better, you idiots, um, just joking, just joking, I did, I did actually take, um, a public speaking course once upon a time, which, I don't know if it really did me any good, because I think I still do all the mistakes that they taught us not to do like saying like or um or something along those lines other stupid things uh, pausing uh, say uh. <laughs> uh I remember I had to like talk about Adidas one time and uh, I couldn't say like um I couldn't pause for more than a second or two and maybe I couldn't say something else I, I, maybe and was the other one I don't know 
I, I failed miserably. I believe I did finally pass that, but I forget the topic was that I actually had to talk about that I passed. I just remember Adidas being the one I screwed up on because I was like, I don't know anything about Adidas. I get some shoe, their shoes. People do stuff in their shoes. Stupid shoes. They have clothes. There's like other stuff. There's a corn song. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, not that this is really public speaking. I wouldn't really consider a podcast public speaking. I mean, I guess it is in the in the grander scheme. But like, I feel as if um, so many people do random podcasts that like they say like a lot and it doesn't really matter and because like I don't know oh maybe I don't know was the other one um (laughs) I don't know I mean people just ramble on about nothing like I am doing right now because I am driving and can only keep talking and I want to have dead air it's more about not having dead air I mean I feel like if you have dead air that's more of a problem than anything else I feel like I listen to the radio all the time and people are doing all the bad things I told you not to do in the public speaking courses all the time. And, you know, that's not a podcast. That's, you know, live radio. Um, And I I still feel like that happens a lot. Maybe not on TV. Maybe for, like, a news anchor and stuff that doesn't really happen. But I feel like the... Maybe it's just the media in general is so, like, spread out and diverse at this point that that even doesn't doesn't even matter like some random person that has a podcast can be just as just as uh just as relevant as some idiot that's on like some news station in you know Topeka sorry Topeka I don't I don't mean to pick on Topeka but you know you know what I mean like people might listen to that podcast random podcast more so than some random newscast in uh Billings, Montana, uh, no, no offense to Billings, Montana, uh, you know, but you know what I mean, like, I don't know, and I don't think that necessarily people doing podcasts have to, or, or you know, they're more, they're more, uh, informal, definitely than, um, you know, newscasts and whatever, but, alright, I'm pulling into my humble abode right now, so I will talk to you guys um, in a second, because again, you're, as you're listening to this, it's seamless transition. It might be a day later, uh, but it's not to you. You're still listening, so I will, I, I will turn it over to my main man. Um, as it is Tuesday, Greg, I will turn it over to Wednesday, Greg. As you listen to this on Friday or Thursday or Saturday or whatever the hell you feel like listening to this, Greg, take it away. All right. Thank you, uh, Tuesday, Greg. Game five, Greg. Uh, Celtics, Greg. Um, this is Bruins, Greg. Game seven, Greg. Wednesday, Greg. Uh, all right, I'm on my way. I just left work. On my way to uh, hop on the train, head into Boston for uh, game seven, uh, Bruins versus Canadians. Um, it's been an interesting series so far. Um, you know kind of, you know, the Bruins came out first two games at home, uh, you know, all the momentum behind them, well, sort of, I mean, they kind of lost some momentum at the end of the season by blowing those last uh, few games, or a handful of those last few games, 
and losing out on the one seed, which really stinks. Because, uh, you know, obviously we, we had played uh, the Devils, I think we're already in the second round. Plus we would have home, home ice advantage in the second round. Um, yeah, the second round. Um, so, yeah, not to have those things kind of stinks. I mean, uh, and we're battling Toronto, who played us well all year and is a lot better team than New Jersey. Uh, and, uh, you know, here we are at game seven because, uh, well, I mean, the first two games came out, you know, guns blazing, uh, beat them pretty easily both 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 games. Uh, I thought, you know, okay, this could be a cakewalk. Uh, you can go up to Toronto. Um, you know, you lose game three, and that's somewhat expected. Toronto's a good team. They're playing at home. Uh, you know, it's a big crowd. Um, you know, Toronto's a big hockey town, all that stuff. So, you know, losing game three, you know, no big deal. Come back, win game four in Toronto, you know, hostile environment, win it in game four. Big win, big game. And now here you go. You're all, you're all set. You're going. You're going to go home. Um, game five at home, home ice, you know, already kicked their butts two times um, already uh, there. And, you know, you, you're looking good. You're up three to one. Things are looking good. And then... totally stink up the joint for the most of the game and then you know you start turning it on and you know they came back they got to one goal game at one point and then um you know but their goalie just he wasn't letting anything by and then the same thing happened in game um game six up in toronto uh you just couldn't get anything past their goalie it was was, uh very disappointing um you know and it's very frustrating um you know uh you know I mean, you know, I can say as much as you want about the officiating, but you know, there's a couple bad calls here and there. But you know, in terms of in terms of officiating, I you know could argue a lot more about the NBA than the NHL. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough matchup. They got to come out strong. I mean, they came out strong uh, the other night on Monday, uh, Game Six. And, you know, one up, one nothing. But uh, you know, then they kind of <laughs> let it right back. Uh, Toronto came back and right and sco- scored again, and then. You know, they couldn't get any goals after that, so uh, it was a really tough night for everyone. So hopefully tonight they get, get a couple early, um, get a couple goals early, come out strong. Um, hopefully Tuca doesn't let up any crap. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the, you know, off to the races and, you know, maybe get up by three or four goals would be nice and not have to worry about it. Um, this is the first time Toronto and Boston have played in Game 7 in the last, uh, you know, handful of years I was at the game was it five years ago uh, they went down four to one halfway through the third thought it was over they got one and then I was like okay four to two then they pulled the goalie scored a goal four to three scored another goal four to four and then on overtime they they put it away and went to moved on to the next round so I would hope we don't have to go through that again I don't want to be down four to one half you know part way through the third quarter uh, third period again and have to have a comeback like that but you know um and obviously that was five years ago so it's a little bit of a different team but you know i mean we they've bruins have had some good comebacks this year so you know whatever but i you know hopefully it doesn't get to that hopefully bruins can go up like two three nothing real early um put uh, put toronto away head on to tampa It'd be really nice for them to do but you know you never know you know if, if freddie freddie anderson's uh you know throwing a stick around and making crazy saves um and the Bruins are gonna have trouble getting getting good shots on the net you know 
know, it could be a long night. And, um, you know, I mean, Toronto's got some good scorers, too. So, and you got some guys that get under your skin, like Nazem Kadri, who, you know, missed a few games because of the suspension, but he's back now. And, you know, he's he can easily jump in there and uh, do some damage. Van Riemsdyk, obviously, has been a Bruins killer over the years. I uh, saw that in the Game 7 back in 2010. Um, that terrible loss to Philadelphia. Um, but we don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Game 7s over the years. I've been to a lot of Game 7s. Uh, more so for the Bruins and the Celtics. But uh, I would think. Well, actually, I don't know about that. It might, it might be closer than I think it is. I feel like I've been to more Bruins Game 7s, though. But, uh, yeah, another one tonight. Could be a Celtics Game 7 on Saturday. We'll, we'll find out what happens uh, tomorrow in that game. Um, but, yeah, so, um, I don't know. I'm still driving here. Still trying to get to my destination. Um, trying not to run run into everyone. It's raining. It's a good rainstorm coming, so the roads are slick. But, uh, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Bergeron missed that one game, game four. Didn't hurt the Bruins. They actually won that game. Uh, but since he's come back, they haven't won. So maybe, maybe he's the problem. Maybe Bergeron, maybe, maybe he shouldn't play. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't just bench Bergeron for no reason. But he might, you know, I don't know what his injury was. He might still be hurt. He might be playing hurt. He, he, you know, he's... Obviously, a gamer. He'll obviously play hurt. He had a punctured lung in um, the Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago. So he was out there playing. So I don't know. I don't know how you know what that means though, because you know if he's out there playing with a punctured lung and he missed a game, what's wrong with him? You know. I mean, and then it was luckily it was just the one game. But like still, like I, you know, I can't, I can't, can't imagine he's a hundred percent regardless of what it was. Um, you know. Um, if it was like a family issue or something, that'd be one thing. But uh, no, I mean, he definitely had some sort of injury, uh, upper body injury, which, you know, he's got a history of concussions too. So, uh, but, you know, I mean, I feel like if it was a concussion, that would be a little bit more um, uh, publicized. And I think they'd be very, very cautious. But maybe it wasn't a concussion, but maybe it was something they thought might have been a concussion. I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know at all. Um, but whatever, he's back. He's playing. Hopefully, he can contribute tonight. Hopefully, the Pasternak, uh, Bergeron, Marshawn line can get a couple goals this time around. I mean, they've been playing really well. And but I mean, obviously, the first couple games they had a bunch of bunches bunch of points. But you know, they've kind of been shut out since then. So um, yeah, hopefully, he can put that fuck in the net. You know, it seems so easy some games, and other games it's just impossible. It's 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 tough to tough to know, uh, you know, what, night to night, what's going to happen, you know, um, and, you know, hopefully Tuca up, is up to the game too, uh, I was reading an article yesterday about, like, Tuca's game sevens, um, which have all been at home, and they haven't exactly been great, uh, you know, he lost game seven, uh, that Philadelphia game I mentioned, uh, he won that Toronto game I mentioned, and then he lost, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, two years ago, or no, uh, three, four years ago, I think. Was it four years ago against the Canadians? Yeah, that was four years ago. Uh, that was a stinker of a game. Very disappointing game. Um, 
remember that. I remember that well. Um, but yeah, hopefully, um, like I said, Tuka's up to the task tonight. The defense can uh, be strong in front of them. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make any lineup changes tonight. There was talk about bringing in Donato, uh, who hadn't, who only played the. I think he just played the game that Bergeron was out. I don't think he. I don't think he's played other than that. Uh, there was talk maybe McQuaid sitting. See about that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like McQuaid's been in these situations before. He's got the you know, history behind him, but you know maybe maybe there's better better suited players on the D. Um, you know he hasn't had the greatest year. Uh, he's been you know he was hurt early and whatever, but you know I mean obviously there's some younger guys coming up. You know Brandon Carlo going down for the year right at the end there was very it was a, that was a tough blow for the Bruins. Uh, you know, but getting McAvoy back, you know, he missed a bunch of time, and uh, Krug missed a bunch of time too. So uh, everyone on the Bruins really missed time. They, you know, had a lot of injuries this year, but uh, you know, relatively healthy right now. I mean, other than the Carlo injury, um, you know, they got pretty much their full roster intact. Um, and you know, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't know what's up with Bergeron, but uh, you know, he's playing, so can't really say too much about that. Alright, pulling into the parking lot. Gonna park my car and I guess I will talk to you guys after the game. Although you'll probably you'll definitely already know what happens by the time you listen to this and uh, it will be very seamless, so I will uh, as a pre-game pre-game seven Greg Bruins blah 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 we'll hand it off to post-game seven Bruins Greg um, right now. Thank you, pre-game, pre-game Greg. Uh, game seven, um, Thursday, Wednesday. It's Thursday now, but it was Wednesday when the game happened. Um, Bruins won. Game seven, fantastic. Um, as it is now, uh, I have been to more Bruins games sevens than Celtics. Um. But barely. Eight. Tonight was my eighth Bruins game. Seven. As opposed to seven Celtics game sevens. And, I mean, depending on what happens tomorrow, it could be tied up again on Saturday. But, hey, listen. No, we're positive. Listen. I talked about this yesterday, which was, like, immediately before you were hearing this now. I think the Celtics are going to win tomorrow night. Or now tonight, as it is. Um, but yeah, the Bruins won seven to four. I mean, the score is a little bit. Um, I don't know. That's a little bit. Um, I mean, the game was closer than the score. I guess. Um, Montreal. I mean, it's Montreal. Jesus Christ. Uh, Toronto. 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 Uh, they came out right away, got a penalty called in their favor, which was kind of, kind of BS, I'll be honest, um, I mean, there was, uh, it was, uh, I would call it diving, it was a dive, I mean, it wasn't not a trip, but it was not, not a dive, so, if any, if they're gonna call anything, and it's a game seven, so you probably shouldn't call anything, 
But if you're going to call anything, probably call matching penalties. Uh, a dive and trip. Nope, they called it just a trip. And the Maple Leafs scored immediately. A minute into the game. So, great. Well, you know, I mean, and it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Toronto went up 4-3 to three after the second period. Uh, after a terrible power play by the Bruins where they let up a short-handed goal. After they let up the tying goal right before that, because the Bruins are up three to two right after the first period, it was good. It, you know, after giving up the first goal, battled back, one up three two. Um, it, you know, hey, listen, up three two after one, not bad, not bad. And then immediately give up the tying goal. Then they give up the go-ahead goal, but. They came back. They came back and uh, ultimately they scored four goals in the, um, was it four? Yeah. In the uh, third period. Which is crazy. 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 Um, so now they play Tampa coming up on Saturday. Unfortunately, since they lost to Florida the last game of the season. Uh, and multiple other games, as I mentioned earlier. Um, they have to go to Tampa. Which, for some reason, I kind of forgot about. I was like, oh, wait a minute. We have to go to Tampa. Yikes. Yikes. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, if we had played New Jersey the first round, I think we would have killed them. Um, I don't know, though. We beat Toronto, so I guess, you know, you can't you can't go back in time and be like, oh, well, we would have killed New Jersey, but we beat Toronto, so okay. No, we beat Toronto. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you have to look at. I mean, maybe we would have killed New Jersey in four games as opposed to going to seven against Toronto, but regardless of that, we are in the second round. Um, now, the biggest issue with that is we have to go to Tampa, which we haven't played well in Tampa, specifically. Uh, We've done okay against Tampa totally, but in Tampa specifically, we haven't done great, I don't think. I know know we lost the last game there. Um, We may, you know, honestly, I don't remember. Uh, I know we lost the last game there. We beat them here, uh, produced to that, as opposed to what they did the first two games, I, I honestly don't remember. It might have been the other way around. I don't remember. But, still, if they are playing game one on Saturday in Boston, as opposed to playing game one in Tampa, yeah, I think I think they would have a better shot of um, winning game one. Game two's Monday. Game three's Wednesday, I think. Game four is Friday. And then, I don't know, it's up in the air after that, of course, because if necessary. Uh, but I think it's pretty standard. I think I think uh, game five Sunday, game six Tuesday, game seven be uh, Thursday of whatever week that is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I'm just doing the math here. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, another game seven. I mean, I've done okay. I think I'm I think I'm four and four now, and Bruins game sevens. Uh, Celtics, I think I'm six and one, which is crazy. Uh, so if they happen to have a game seven this year, maybe as early as Saturday, we'll find out tomorrow night. Um, yeah, all right, I'm. I'm on board with that. Uh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, big game. Big games from Jacob DeBrusque tonight. Got two goals, including the go-ahead goal. Uh, Pergeron had a goal. Um, Pasternak had a goal. Krug had a big goal. I think he had the, he had the tying goal. Um, yeah, no, overall, I mean, I don't know. Overall, it was just a good effort. Uh, Tuco let in a couple of stinkers. Again, he gave up, uh, gave him a number of goals in a game, in a game seven. Four, four as it were. <laughs> but, um, you know, at one point they were up, they were up five to four. And it was almost like, oh, okay. Meh, five to four. If it ends five to four again, that'd be awesome. Because I beat them five to four in the overtime game, uh, five years ago. But you know, seven to four is just just as good, and a little a little less um, you know um, a little less you know heart heart beating. <laughs> you know, you're up seven to four. Or, you know, I mean, it was it was really six to four. Let's be honest. Um, they scored an empty goal. Marshawn got that one, but I mean, you know, when you're up four to three, or no, sorry, or five to four, or whatever it is, um, with a couple minutes left, you know, they pull their goalie, and get it gets tense, it gets tense, and uh, but hope, but luckily, you know, we scored that goal, make it six to four. Uh, with a few minutes left, kind of ruined that whole thing um, in terms of the suspense. I mean, you know, I mean, definitely could have come back. I mean, we did it. We, we scored two goals against them and uh, made it a thing and went to overtime five years ago. So they easily could have done it. They didn't, luckily. We scored the empty goal, 7-4. to four. Moving on to the next round. I mean, I really don't have anything else to say about this. Uh, I'm still driving, so... Uh, can't really turn off the thing. Uh, I will say this, though. As I move into Thursday, Greg. Happy birthday, Thursday, Greg. No, it's not your birthday. Um, um, we forgot to mention Jeff Jarrett at the Hall of Fame. Yikes. Whoops. My bad. Uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett did, was in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, kind of forgettable, I guess. I don't know. Um, they sang, uh, I mean, Road Dog did it, did as best as he could, I guess, is the point of this. Um, With My Baby Tonight was sang, sort of, maybe, kind of. I don't think anyone actually remembered the lyrics. Um, and 
certainly the people in the crowd that they've tried to get to sing with them didn't remember the lyrics. Um, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a real. I, I'm just I'm biting my lip because I, I don't know what the words to say are because specifically to that song that ruined a whole summer of like a feud. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and the roadie, the road dog, whatever he was called at the time, should have had a had a had a match at SummerSlam 2005. 2005. Jeez, 1995. Yeah, 1995. Because at the in your house the month before, you know, Jeff Jarrett sings that song. Sings quotation marks that song, and uh, but really it was the roadie singing the song. And the roadie cost him the match against um, Shawn Michaels to lose the Intercontinental Championship. Meanwhile, the roadie beats One Two Three Kid, and then they both just disappear. Why? Who knows? I mean, there was issues, apparently contract issues, whatever. But you know, then then they then Jeff Jarrett comes back, a couple months later, for like a half a second, and pretends like, oh, I Isaac in the song. Six months after that, the Road Dog comes back. He's the real Jesse James now, or the real Double J, Jesse James. He sang the song, and then it really never mounted to anything. Jeff Jarrett came back eventually, but then at that point, um, the Road Dog was in the New Age Outlaws, and it seemed kind of pointless. So there was never any like payoff to that. Um, maybe there wasn't TNA. I guess they were both in that. I don't really remember. But it's just, it was weird. And then, um, you know, to have them both sing with my baby tonight, sort of, neither of them kind of remember the lyrics. And they tried to get people in the crowd to sing. And yep, they didn't. Uh, so, I don't know. It was all kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to kill some time as I'm driving home from the Bruins game. Hopefully, honestly, I have no idea. Like I said last night, as I recorded this, which is like probably 20 minutes ago or maybe a half an hour ago, I don't know how it's going to come out. I don't know how it sounds. This might sound terrible. It might sound amazing. I really have no idea. Um, I'm taking a different route home tonight than I did last night for no apparent reason. Just because I feel like it. There's no one on the roads at this point. Later tonight than it was last night, so... It is what it is. Yeah, technically it's Thursday right now, so... Wednesday, Greg, get the hell out of here. It's Thursday right now. Yeah, I'm babbling. Yes, we talked about this last night. This this podcast is going to be super long, I think. Unless these are terrible. Unless these sound terrible. In which case, I will omit all of these and do another different version of this and uh, we'll never hear this uh, but hopefully I, I mean honestly I don't care I'm probably going to include this anyways I've, I've done that in the past where I've include, included um, terribleness that uh, didn't really matter sorry I was a cop in front of me 
feel like he was trying to get me to run the stoplight. You know, I saw the stoplight. Yeah, no, you're good. You can go. You were there first. It's a four, four-way stop. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Now I'm just now I'm just narrating my ride home. I'm driving down the street. Street, street, street. Driving down the street. Here we go. No, but the Bruins won. That's great. Um, that's really... That's the... Big story of the night is the Bruins won. They're uh, going on to round two. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals against Tampa. Uh, game one Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, turn into NBC or whatever. I think it's NBC. Assume it's NBC. Um, I'm, going, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to see Infinity War. Uh, that's my plan to somehow see Infinity War this weekend. Um, I, for some reason forgot that the Bruins be on the road, but regardless, I still want to watch the game, so. Yep, I am home. So, I will talk to you tomorrow. The Thursday, Greg. Thursday, Greg. Where you at, buddy? Take it away. Alright, thank you, post-game Greg. (laughs) Now it is uh, Thursday. Um, I'm back in the regular confines of the studio. Uh, not driving in my car anywhere, um, and I'm not going to or coming from a game. So, all right, now that that's all the way, a couple big wins uh, from the Celtics and the Bruins. Hopefully the Bruin, uh, Celtics can win again tonight, and the Bruins and Celtics can go on in the uh, rest of the playoffs and do some good stuff. But um, now what? All right, well, so... Coming up tomorrow, uh, Friday, April 27th, beyond just the release of uh, Infinity War, which I will talk about more tomorrow, um, there is uh, a big event happening in Saudi Arabia, of all places. It is the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, Yeah, it's a bit awkward. Um, This whole event is kind of bizarre. you know, it started off as like, oh, well, the WWE is going to have a show in Saudi Arabia. It's like, okay, that that's cool, whatever. Because I think right around the same time they announced one in Australia, too. And they're like, all right, well, make, whatever. That I guess that's something, whatever. And all of a sudden it was like, well, it's going to be a Royal Rumble. It's like, okay, that's interesting way to do it. But sure, why not, you know, if you have a Royal Rumble. But then I was like, well, wait a second. Is this going to be on, like, the network or something? And it was kind of hush-hush for a bit. And then they're like, oh, there's going to be seven title matches. It's like, okay, there's going to be seven title matches. That means all the men's titles are being defended. Sorry, women are allowed. I'll get to that in a second. Um, And and a Royal Rumble with 50 people? Wait a minute, what is happening? What is this? Oh, and also Triple H and John Cena are going to fight each other. Wait, what? Like, And this was all like prior to WrestleMania. And it was kind of like, huh... And then all of a sudden, like, things started moving, and it was like, okay, it's going to be on the network. Um, okay. And now it's even on pay-per-view. Like, you can order it on pay-per-view. I, I don't know why you would order it on pay-per-view when you just sign up for the network, but, you know, for certain countries that don't, maybe don't have pay-per-view or whatever, um, and, or if you're just interested in this one event and don't care about the network, even though it's free for the first month, so if you only cared about, I, you know what, whatever. It's on pay-per-view. It's available if you wanted to purchase it. Um, yeah, but it's on Friday, on a Friday, first of all, and it's in Saudi Arabia, which is like seven hours ahead of Eastern, you know, the Eastern, uh, Eastern daylight time or whatever we're in right now. 
which makes it, you know, <laughs> 10 hours ahead of um, West Coast. So it's starting at noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast on a Friday. It's, it's bizarre. Uh, but it's on the network, it's on pay-per-view, it's, uh, you know, everything. It's, and we'll talk about it uh, in detail coming up. Um, uh, it's including the Undertaker is going to be there, which is just another nutty thing that's happening. Um, but, alright, so since WrestleMania, which we went over, WrestleMania weekend, um, uh, the next night on Raw, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember all the things that happened. Uh, you know, I'm going to f- quickly go through it. Uh, Braun Strowman and uh, Nicholas uh, had to vacate the titles no big no big surprise there um Samoa Joe Jeff Hardy returned from injury um the authors of pain uh, Ember Moon and Noe Jose got called up and Bobby Lashley returned so those were those are cool things that happened I think that's it I don't remember I might have been I might be forgetting somebody I don't know I think that was it um then on SmackDown, the Iconics debuted, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Uh, they beat up Charlotte, which led to Carmella cashing in her money in the bank. So this was all after WrestleMania. Also, oh, oh the other thing was Paige retired on Raw, but then became the new SmackDown general manager on SmackDown because Daniel Bryan is now an active um, participant on the roster, so... He has no time for his GM duties anymore. Um, okay, so then they announced also the Superstar Shakeup, which is going to happen the next week. So the next week they have a Superstar Shakeup, and here's how it shook up. Um, Jinder Mahal and Sunil Singh, Jinder Mahal, who is the United States champion at this time, come out and um, basically challenge whoever to uh, our Kurt Angle comes out and says blah, 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 whatever, and then Ginger Mahal comes out and is like, I want everything, blah, 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 I'm the champion, blah, blah, blah. I should be like Brock Lesnar, blah, blah, blah. And he said, nope, you're going to defend your title right now. Jeff Hardy comes out, Jeff Hardy beats Ginger Mahal for the U.S. Championship. This is important later. <laughs> uh, then the Riot Squad all showed up. Uh, they beat up Bailey and um, and Sasha in their match, but they're now they're in Raw. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, despite not... Oh, I forgot to mention that. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn the week before, uh, so the day after WrestleMania, after losing to Shane and, and uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, went on Raw and were like, hey, can we have a spot? Uh, Kurt Angle said, well, I, I only have one spot, but I heard TNA is <laughs> hiring, which is definitely a stab at TNA, but they're also not called TNA anymore, so it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Jarrett won the Hall of Fame. I don't know. It's, it's all weird now. Um so, no, they announced, uh, so Kurt Angle put them in a match and said if whoever wins can take the one spot we have open, which is weird because they're doing superstar, superstar shakeup anyway, so it's like, you really only one spot? Ended in a draw, so neither of them got the job, but then Stephanie McMahon stepped in and said they should both be on Raw, so they're both on Raw. Uh, the Miz got announced that he's going to SmackDown, but the Miz draws staying on Raw. Uh, Zack Ryder got announced on, like, Twitter or something, I don't know, but apparently he got hurt from what I heard, so I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Brizongo were in backstage giving out uh, um, tickets for uh, the fashion police. Um, Natalia showed up, she's apparently good friends with Ronda Rousey for some reason. 
she's on Raw. Mojo Raleigh was announced on YouTube, apparently. <laughs> I, I don't know. Dolph Ziggler then showed up, uh, but he didn't come alone because he brought with him Drew McIntyre, who's getting called up for NXT. Uh, Baron Corbin got announced in like a, a vignette, vignette um, as it were. Uh, Michael Canellis was announced on Twitter. Nothing about uh, Maria Canellis. I know she's still have just had a baby or whatever, but uh, I would assume she comes over to Raw too. But they never, they didn't say anything, which is weird. Uh, then uh, the Ascension was announced on Instagram. Yeah, because of course, uh, Bobby Roode then showed up, um, making his Raw debut as a it was a mystery tag partner or something. Uh, and then Chad Gable is announced on Twitter, I think after the show is over, because I didn't even notice, I didn't even see that one until later. Uh, then SmackDown the next night, uh, Jeff Hardy showed up um, with the United States Championship, so that kind of alleviated the issue of, well, wait a minute, there's no champion, there's no like secondary champ- champion on SmackDown now, because it moved over, but no, Jeff Hardy moved it back. Uh, Absolution, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, um showed up Samoa Joe showed up we'll get to Samoa Joe in a minute because this is a very confusing time now because of matches that had previously been announced that uh before the shake-up which may not really make any sense now but there's also the greatest Royal Rumble matches too which also throws a whole monkey wrench into everything but when all said and done Samoa Joe could be on Smackdown with the Intercontinental and Universal Championships after Backlash yeah okay sure um, then they announced that Sanity will be coming over, but not Nikki Cross, just Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane. Um, then Big Cass was, uh, announced, uh, he's returning from injury, uh, but he moving over to SmackDown. Uh, Asuka is now on SmackDown, which kind of makes the whole Asuka-Charlotte thing a little more weird, because if they were going to move her over to SmackDown anyways, what, what was... What was the point of all that, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Um, then um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are going to get the club together, back together with the AJ Styles, but the Balor Club's no more, I guess. I don't know, or whatever. Uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> then the Bar are on SmackDown, which, again, is going to be weird for the title titles uh, match. R-Truth showed up, thought he was on Raw, but he was really in SmackDown, which... Begs the question, is he actually on SmackDown, or was he just supposed to be on Raw? Uh, I don't know. And then um, Andrade Cien Almas was uh, announced as coming up from NXT. So there you go. That was Superstar Shakeup. Uh, now, uh, yeah. Um, also, in the land of NXT, the War Raiders, that used to be named as War Machine, also debuted. Technically, it was before... Um, it was before um, NXT TakeOver in or- New Orleans, but um, it was taped for the that that week's show. So, um, But yeah, so that's everything that's gone on so far since then. Um, yeah, so now it's time for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, there's been other stuff been going on, but we'll get to it as we go through the matches. Uh, Alright, so yeah, the Greatest Royal Rumble. Craziness, craziness. Um... 50 people. Now, I don't know how they're going to do this, and they haven't announced that the winner gets anything. Apparently, they get a trophy, I guess, that in the in the graphic they've been showing, they've been showing a trophy. So, apparently, we get a trophy, which kind of makes it kind of battle, uh, Under the Giant Battle Royal-esque, which I think is the wrong thing to do here. I mean, it's a Royal Rumble. Like, don't do a Royal Rumble and, like, you know, because then you're, 
you're just, uh, you kind of, I don't know, um, downgrading what a Royal Rumble is. I mean, as it is, like, to have another Royal Rumble already in this year when you already had to because you had the women's one, it's like, um, okay, um, aren't you diluting it a bit? Like, or, or, you know, is there overexposure here a bit for the Royal Rumbles? I don't know. But um, in any event, they're having a 50-man battle royal. So far, the winner only winner only gets the trophy. Uh, they haven't announced anything about, like, terms of um, uh, the like the times the time periods or whatever i'm trying to i don't know the uh uh how many how how many minutes before someone else comes out like typically you know back in the old days it was two then they did that one year where it was one mostly since that it's been a minute and a half although you know honestly it's just kind of when they feel like it like if you actually time it sometimes although i feel like they gotten better that there was definitely definitely years where like it was definitely not consistently a minute and a half like sometimes it'd be like three minutes and sometimes it'd be like 20 seconds uh but uh so far i mean i feel like in the last few years it's been more consistently a minute and a half or close to it uh but with 50 people i mean obviously to start but 48 guys have to come in if you do a minute and a half that's already an hour and 12 minutes just getting the guys in the ring and then you got to do all the elimination stuff this i mean this match could go an hour and a half easily uh which makes the show makes the show going to be much a very long show because you have nine other matches uh now they are doing a kickoff show but they didn't announce that anything was actually going to any any matches were going to be on the kickoff show uh that starts at 11 a.m or 8 a.m on the west coast uh so that's fun uh but um it is supposed to go for five hours like wrestlemania did if you don't well i guess wrestlemania went well we've concluded the kickoff show it went seven but or actually more than that but it's scheduled to go at least five hours, so I mean that gives you time to do the full minute and a half for the Royal Rumble guys. Because um, I'm suspecting some of these matches aren't going to be very long, <laughs> uh, even though there are seven title matches and then John Cena triple. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But anyways, um, yeah. Um, so let, yeah, let's dive into it. So uh, I'll start off with the cruiserweight match because, of course, we'll start off with the cruiserweight match. I guess I should say before we start into this. There are no women's matches. It's Saudi Arabia. Women aren't exactly treated as equals in Saudi Arabia. Um, they uh, they actually are, they're allowed to go to the show, but only if they're with the man. Um, so yeah, that's weird. And a lot of people have criticized the WWE, like, hey, you know, what the hell? You're like, you're doing all this stuff with women, and now you're not even, you're now you're going to Saudi Arabia, and you can't. Have, there's no women allowed there, and like whatever, blah blah blah. And Triple H kind of a you know. He, you know, he addressed it. He's like, listen, you know, they're paying us a ton of money to do this show. There's fans, obviously, in Saudi Arabia. Like, we, you, you, you're just going to, like, ignore those fans? Like, they're still fans. They're still people. They have different beliefs. But, like, they're still fans. They still want to see this product. You know, they're, you know, paying us a lot of money. We're going to go put on a good, big, you know, big show. They have a 10-year deal with this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I get it. And, you know, he made sense. And it was like, you know, it, it sucks that the women can't come. And eventually, hopefully, he feels like down the road, maybe they can make that make that change. Help to make the change. I don't know if that will happen or not. Um, my point is, people that are complaining and whatever, I get it. But um, how mu- do you complain all the time when you watch a New Japan show? Yeah, there's never been any women in New Japan. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. So, you know enjoy this random pay-per-view on a Friday, uh, with all these great matches or, you know, you know, I, 
you know, whatever. They're going to do another May Young Classic. There, there's your women's matches. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, it would be cool to have. I mean, you're having your next big show after WrestleMania, and one of your biggest biggest draws from WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey's not involved. I get that. That's 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 you know that you, that would be huge for her to be on the show, but she's not. I get it. It is what it is. So, so let's go. Cruiserweight title match. They. Uh, had a gauntlet match this Tuesday to determine who would face Cedric Alexander because it was supposed to be Buddy Murphy, but he didn't make weight. So then they had a gauntlet match and Kalisto won. I don't see Kalisto winning the title. I think Cedric Alexander is going to keep it. They just put it on him. So I don't think it's changing. Um, yeah, so anyways, this is taking place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, uh, the King Abdullah Sports City Stadium. And it is sponsored by... Um, <laughs> I feel like there's some translations issues here. The um, Saudi General Sports Authority is the... Uh, oh, it's a King Abdullah Inter- International State? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it is. King Abdullah something something stadium. Fine. All right. Next up, um, let's do the tag titles. The raw tag titles, which this is the interesting part because the bar get their chance to get the t- titles back. Um and they're going to be taking on um, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, the, the leader of Worlds. But it's weird because if the bar wins, then they bring him to SmackDown. That doesn't totally make a ton of sense. I mean, they do have co-branded pay-per-views now. And Backlash, as it is, is kind of a mixed bag because they kind of announced matches before the shakeup, uh, specifically Smojo versus Roman Reigns. But also The Miz is supposed to get an intercontinental title rematch. Um, even though he's in the Intercontinental title, you know, both, both him and Samoa Joe are in this Intercontinental title match at, in this, I'll talk about in a minute. And then, like, Randy Orton was supposed to fight Jinder Mahal, but that was when he had the U.S. title, so now it could be Jeff Hardy, but Jinder Mahal is getting his rematch. So, alright, we'll get, we'll go over it as we go through, but, I, yeah, I, I can't, I, I think Bray Wyatt and... And Matt Hardy are going to take the titles because I don't see the bar going to SmackDown with them. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they could, but that would be weird. It'd be weird. I'm going with that. All right, the other tag t- title match is um, Usos getting their uh, rematch uh, for the tag team titles uh, against the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't see those changing. I think the Bludgeon Brothers are going to keep them for a while. Uh, next up, we have um, let's go Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they, I don't see them moving the title back over to Raw after giving it to Hardy to have him move it to SmackDown. I think um, Bray Wyatt will, will uh, Bray Wyatt, sorry, I think Jeff Hardy will uh, keep the title around his waist and probably fight uh Randy Orton at Backlash although Shelton Benjamin got involved in this too so he he could I could see a triple threat between Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin and Randy Orton at at uh, Backlash but that's that's next week. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole we had a, almost like a more than a week till that. Um okay. Uh then I guess we'll do the uh the uh Intercontinental title match which is a four-way ladder match. Uh, now, but it's weird though, because at the point when they made this match, the Miz was the champion. Uh, but you know, the three guys that were at the WrestleMania match were in it, and then Samoa Joe. But they were all on Raw. 
But now half of them are on Raw, half of them are SmackDown. So that's a bit weird, too. You got Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Smojo, and The Miz in a ladder match, uh, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so I feel like Seth Rollins is going to keep it. I could see Finn Balor winning it, but I think it's going to be one of those two just because I think it's going to stay on Raw. Uh, Smojo winning it and then going on and winning the Universal title if Roman Reigns wins. Yeah, that would be interesting, but I don't, I don't see them doing that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I think eh, I think Seth Rollins is going to keep it. Uh, Finn Balor, but uh, maybe Finn Balor steals it. Uh, no, I, nah, I don't know. Well, up in the air on that one. Okay, next up we will... How about we do uh, John Cena versus Triple H. Now, this is a weird match because it's John Cena and Triple H, but there's really been no interaction between them at all. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, John Cena, Triple H, sure, let's throw them in a match. People like them, they're big names, we're going to Saudi Arabia... Throw them in a match, whatever, who cares? There doesn't need to be a story. No, one, It doesn't matter. So, I, with that said, I, I I guess John Cena wins just because he's the, he's the baby face in this. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else more to go on than that. Um, Alright, next up, uh, The Undertaker taking on Rusev in a casket match. Now, this there was some confusion over this because they announced it a couple weeks ago. They were like, Undertaker taking on Rusev, casket match, greatest Royal Rumble, Saudi Arabia. And then, like, Rusev tweeted a couple of weird things. Then Lana said she didn't want her man in a in a casket match. Uh, so then they flipped out Rusev for Chris Jericho. But then, like, a couple days after that, um, Lana said, No, no, actually, never mind. Uh, I, I want to see my man in the casket match. He can bury the Undertaker, blah, blah, blah. And Rusev's like, Yeah, bring on the Undertaker. So now it's back to being Undertaker and Rusev. Uh with that said, I think The Undertaker is going to win this probably in like three minutes. <laughs> Similar to his match at uh, WrestleMania. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's that was a weird situation because I, I kind of thought... I, I don't know. I Honestly, I would have rather seen Undertaker and Jericho, to be quite honest with you. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, um, it's, uh, it's a weird... Uh, it's a weird... Uh, it's a weird situation on that, um, but um, yeah, I don't know, Rusev. Rusev. It's Rusev day, so you know, <laughs> he might he might have a fighting chance. All right, next up we have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura getting another title match at AJ Styles. Now, Shinsuke Nakamura is continually uh, giving low blows to AJ Styles. Uh, there's no gimmicks on this match, so it's a straight up match. Um, but um, yeah, I don't see Shinsuke winning. I could I could see him getting disqualified. Definitely getting disqualified. Remember another low blow disqualification. Uh but I don't see AJ losing the title here. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to keep it. I don't think it's going to be like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because you know their match at WrestleMania obviously had a kind of you know definitive winner. Uh, obviously there was aftermath, there's stuff in the aftermath, uh, but I don't I don't feel like it's ready to be done yet. So I feel like this just continues the story. I don't know how it they work it out, but yeah. All right, next up we have the steel cage match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the Universal 
Heavyweight Championship. Now, Brock Lesnar re-signed a contract. No one seems to know how long it's for or whatever. So this could be it. It could just been the Raw on Monday and this. That could be it. It could be done. A lot of people are saying it's through SummerSlam. A lot of people don't. It's a per-appearance thing. Just perpetually. No one seems to know. People really still think he's going to UFC. But even if he does that, he'd have to go back in the in the testing pool. And since he got suspend, he got uh, busted before, he'd have to wait, wait it out for a while. So even if that were to happen, I mean, we're still talking. I mean, it could be November. It could be like November at like Madison Square Garden or something. I could I could see that being the big draw, or maybe Vegas in December or something like that. So I mean, obviously it's not going to be July, which is their other bigger one that they have because they already have a match for that, and it's already. It's almost May. <laughs> we wouldn't have enough time for that. So, with that said, does that mean he's losing the title? Ah, uh, jeez. I kind of think so, but I thought the same thing about WrestleMania. But, again, didn't know that this was going to be such a big deal at this show. Um, and just to have him to stay on for this show could have been the reason. Uh, so, yeah, I got to go with Roman Reigns. Because then you have the match at, at Backlash already set up. And I don't think I don't think Brock Lesnar is fighting at Backlash next week. So, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go with Roman Reigns. I think he wins it. Plus, it's in Saudi Arabia, and Roman Reigns is a good guy. It's the easy way to get him over with that crowd than like the United States crowd that would probably boo him, especially at WrestleMania. Um, so, it's an easy way around that. All right, now we're on to the greatest Royal Rumble. Fifty guys, all in one ring. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so they've announced a bunch of the guys so far, it's, depending on what you read, it's a little confusing as to who actually is in the match, who, or who they've actually announced so far or not, um, uh, but definitely so far, we have Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, Apollo Crews, who's Apollo Crews now, apparently, uh, he was Apollo for a little bit. Now he's back to being Apollo Crews. Titus O'Neil, Elias, who's still just Elias, but whatever. Um, uh, Goldust, Mojo Raleigh, Dolph Ziggler. I'm surprised Mojo Raleigh's still Mojo Raleigh. I figured he'd just be Mojo by now. But uh, Dolph Ziggler, um, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, Big E, Kings- Kofi Kingston, Xavier Wood, Shelton Benjamin, Sin Cara, Chris Jericho, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, uh, returning Rey Mysterio, the returning Great Collie, and even Mark Henry, who is was supposed to be retired. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting to note though. Um, they initially did have um, the the Big Show and uh, and Kane were announced at one point. But they both seem to have been removed for whatever reason, um, which is weird. You know, I, I, the Big Show, it was, it, you know, he obviously got hurt and, um, you know, had to have surgery. And then he was kind of saying he was going to retire, but then he re-signed, but we haven't seen him. So I don't, I don't know if he's just not ready to, if he's just not recovered yet, Um but yeah, he was definitely announced at one point, and then for whatever reason, um, he got taken out of the thing, and also, um, 
Kane has got removed too. I don't know. Maybe he has a. Maybe he's busy doing a, a you know, a mayoral um, a campaign stuff or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> he's running for mayor of Knoxville, so or Knoxville County or Knox County or Knox something or other. I don't know. He's running for something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's not in it anymore. So, yeah, I mean, that leaves uh, plenty of uh, spots open. Um, you know, I mean, there's plenty of guys not announced yet that easily could be. Uh, whether or not there'll be any surpri- other surprises other than, obviously, you know, um, Jericho, uh, Mark Henry, Rey Mysterio, uh, Greg Khali uh, that are uh, in there. I mean, Big Big Show and Kane could still end up being in it, but uh, for whatever reason, um, they uh, got taken out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there's going to be, and you know, again, there's a bunch, a bunch of people already have matches too, so they could end up doing double duty, I, I would imagine, as well. So it'll be interesting to see who ends up being all the all fifty. Uh, picking a winner is, oh, I don't know, man. That's, I mean, like I said, there's if there's a title shot on the line, it's a little easier to know. But if it's just for a trophy, like, it could be anybody. Um, so, I don't know. I got to feel like, I feel like it's going to be someone, someone big. Um, I mean, Bobby Lashley isn't announced yet, but I'm guessing he'll be in it. He could be, that'd be a good way to bring him back. To, you know, put him kind of over. Uh, Braun Strowman, though, that's an easy one. Daniel Bryan, though, that's another easy one. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be either Braun Strowman or Daniel Bryan. Now I think, but maybe Bob, maybe Bobby Lashley. But how can I pick a guy that's not even announced for the match? Um, damn it! Urgh. I think I'm gonna go Daniel Bryan. Give him 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 his Royal Rumble when he should have had four years ago. Um, yeah, or three years ago too. I guess whatever. Either way. Yeah, all right, there we go. That is the greatest Royal Rumble tomorrow at noon. Um, uh, before, so go check it out on the network or buy it on pay per view or whatever. Hopefully, you have the day off. <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. That's weird. But, anyways, before we go, we got a, a couple of little uh, things to say. Um, uh, Bruno San Martino passed away. He was you know, the greatest WWE champion or WWF champion of all time. Held it for like a million years, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he was obviously, I mean, he's a little before my time, so I don't really remember him too much in in terms of his heyday. Uh, I do remember him as announcer and superstars, and he had one of the greatest things ever when I was a kid. Uh, he had a little feud with um, with Randy Savage, kind of, so it was right after Savage beat up Ricky Steamboat, hit him with a ring bell, broke his, like, crushed his larynx or whatever, and they were, Bruno was in the back, and they were talking, he was, you know, Given an update on his condition, they say you know they took him to the hospital, blah blah blah, and then Randy Savage bursts through and is like, "They take the hot dog to the hospital yet? Take the hot dog to the hospital yet? Get them all mustered up." And and Bruno's like, "What? Are you proud? Of, are you proud of this? How are you proud of this?" And he's like, "I'm so proud of myself." And then Bruno Sammartino just goes, "You piece of slime!" and just starts choking him. It was awesome. And then like Kelly Billy Jim and like Junkyard Dog or something broke it up, but it was like. You piece of slime. It, that was the greatest uh, thing I can remember. I personally remember about Bruno. I mean, obviously he had uh, tons of uh, years of matches and MSG and all that stuff. But that's that's the one thing I remember in terms of uh, of him. Um, 
yeah so bruno r.i.p um and also uh another another outside of the wrestling world but uh entertainment uh world uh, harry anderson remember him probably from night court better best than anything he was also on the tv version of it from 1990 he was also on cheers in the early couple seasons um as as harry um the kind of like magician dude that like would grift people and whatever he actually was he did do magic he was like a magician um to some degree i think it was kind of part of his comedy act before he you know got kind of discovered and move on to tv but yeah night court was a good show i really like night court and it had one of the greatest theme songs uh which maybe you'll hear about a little bit coming up in a second uh one other thing to note um if you ever listen to the g&g presents boom podcast which was kind of the forerunner to this and for a bit was kind of like the kind of what this is now but just with other people uh this was kind of kind of supposed to be a separate thing altogether um but this kind of became the new thing because the old thing you know kind of fell apart uh scheduling problems uh creative differences whatever you want to call infighting um there'll be a e true hollywood story about it one day if they still do those i don't, I don't even know what they do uh, behind the music whatever um they don't have those anymore do they i don't really know uh but anyways for a lo- for a while they were screwed up online um because um uh the the way they were set up through like google drive didn't work anymore and i never bothered to like fix it well, I finally got around to fixing it, so if you want to go check out those episodes, G&G Presents Boom Podcast. It's on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. It's also, you can go to gngboom.blogspot.com and check out those old episodes. Uh, we haven't done one in almost two years, but uh, yeah, they had some good stuff in them, so if you, for some reason, want to go back and listen to them, they are now available to be listened to. And as far as this show is concerned, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. You can go to razorvader.blogspot.com. You give me five stars and write a review and all that fun stuff. You can also check me out on uh, Twitter at RazorVader. Uh, so thanks for listening. I know this was kind of a long, jumbled, put-together Frankenstein uh, podcast, but... Uh, a lot of stuff going on, way too much stuff going on to just sit back and not talk about it, so I wanted to get it all out there. And um, if you're getting sick of hearing my voice, I have good news for you. There's another episode coming out tomorrow. I will be going over all of the mo- movies of the MCU leading up to Infinity War in honor of the Infinity War coming out uh, tomorrow. So go check that out tomorrow if, you, if it's not already up by the time you're listening to this. Um And then I'll be back next week to talk about whatever happened at the Greatest Royal Rumble and talk about Backlash, probably, and more playoffs and TV, and hopefully I'll have a little review of Infinity War 2. So thanks for listening. Come back tomorrow, and more goodness on the way.